0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards.
1: Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com.
0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Insane in the Membrane podcast with me, Rich Wilson. I think it's about time we had a chat about men's mental health, don't you?
1: Insane in the Membrane.
0: This time... I got to speak to a very, very good friend of mine, a man that I'm going to say it. I'm going to, I'm going to say it. Fuck it, I'm going to say it. He changed my life. This man. I met him when I first started as a barman up the creek, and he came through. He was. Uh, I knew him because he was in my, one of my favourite ever TV shows, Spaced. He played the character of Tires, which was mine and my son's uh, favourite character in that in that program. Got to meet him. Got friends with him and he's a beautiful man. We share a birthday as well. 29th of January he is the same we share the same day. And I love him. And I, it was a real privilege to get him on the show. He's an absolute dude. And you're going to love him. So, here we are. Michael Smiley. Mr. Michael Smiley. How are you,
1: man? I'm good, Rich. All the better yeah. for seeing you, man. And you, teenagers. man?
0: Yeah, it's too long, man. Too long. You've had a you've had a busy week, man. This is uh Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just, you know, it's that sort of post-Christmas, New Year coming out of that um, weird uh, wasteland that is Christmas and New Year. It's yeah. never, never. You don't yeah, know. Yeah. You're getting up late. The kids are going to... I've got a 13-year-old f- and, uh, and an 8-year-old. So you, you land, you're you letting them stay up later. This means they're getting up later and you're getting to lie in longer. Of course, yeah. And then they're stay, we're staying in jammies and we're eating leftovers <laughs> and we're not going out. And then all of a sudden you go... I don't know <laughs> what day it is. We don't know what day it is. We don't know what yeah, day it is. Yeah, yeah,
0: There's it's, someone. There was some, some smart-ass people online. and They were going, oh, all these people talking about what day is it? What day is it? It's on your phone, Nobhead. You know, we've not looked at my phone. Yeah. I'm spending time with loved ones. I'm, got, I'm not on Twitter looking at your stupid fucking bollocks. I mean, yeah. have
1: you? are you on Instagram and things like no, that? No, I'm not on Twitter. Twitter. I've come off Facebook. Yeah. I've, I think Facebook has now become so... Um, incestuous and parochial, and yeah. and there's parts of it that are fantastic. You know, if there's stuff you want to know or you need help, Facebook's brilliant for that. And if you want to keep in contact, Facebook's brilliant for that. Uh, but also, it's you know, I just don't really want to get involved in other people's um, small-mindedness. No, I no, no. And yeah, you know, uh, people's opinions on the political state. I don't really. It, I'm not lying awake at night time wondering. What other people's opinions are, no, and it's no. not that I don't need your opinion. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like we know what's right and wrong. Yeah, you got the micro and the macro of situations, and to come away from it and get the fuller picture and go, what am I wanting from this? You know, what's motivating me here? Yeah, you know, there's an expression that um, it's not my expression, but I use it a lot. Human beings are motiv- motivated by two things: love and fear. And if you practice one, the other disappears. So, the Whatever Tommy Robinson or Brexit or Remain or whatever those things that are out there, Trump or May or mm. Corbyn or whatever is out there that's swirling around yeah. in the shit silt that's in our environment now. Um, there's a lot of it's fear based. Yeah, you know if we're, you know it's hard to think. I must practice love today. Let's try and practice love today oh, and God, see where man. that takes yeah, us. Man. Because if you turn around and say. But you, why would I do that? Well, because you've been practising fear. And people go, no, I haven't. And you go, well, you have. Have you got an opinion on that? Yeah. And you think that person's a cunt for that or an arsehole for that. That's fear. Because yeah, you're man. frightened that you're not being heard and you're frightened you're going to get steamrolled and you're frightened that you're insignificant and that your life doesn't mean anything. Wow. And all of those things, yeah. right? And none of it's true. None of it's true. The truth is somewhere in between. Right, you know. Yeah, the truth is somewhere in between. And if you, if I was to go and speak to people that I had an they had an opposing political view of me, and I asked them what their day was like and how they went about their day, I bet you the day is just the same as mine. I bet you they love their mother. Yeah, I bet course, you they love their man. kids, and I bet you they want the best for their children. Now they'll top that with wanting it as some sort of you know. Special Nirvana. Yeah, might be one color only, or whatever, one religion only, whatever that is. That's theirs. But once you pull away from, you get into that. Yeah, that I can't do anything about that. But if I can, there's a brilliant podcast, and there was this bloke. It was think it was on Love and Radio. There's a podcast called Love Plus Radio or Love and Radio, and there was one called The Silver Dollar. And the second part was how do you argue? Should watch out. Listen yeah, I've never listen. Yeah, and it's a bloke who was um, a black um, blues and soul and funk pain, pianist. Yeah, and he ended up in the eighties with the rise of country music, right. And uh, honky tonk uh, piano for a country band, <laughs> which meant that he ended up in a lot of redneck white only Jesus, and bars. Yeah, and he ended up in this argument come conversation with this bloke, who then reveals himself to be. Um, the big hoo ha for the Clue Klux clan for Holy the area, shit. and right. they had a, they had a, they end up having this amazing friendship relationship. Wow! I won't ruin any more. No, no, but, but it's brilliant because he talks about how to argue, what it is we engage, what we find is common ground. Yeah, right. Don't, yeah. don't stand and throw stones from your um your own environment. Yeah, because what you're doing is you're creating your own ghetto amazing. in your head. Yeah, we have to, we have to integrate. We have yeah. to be with each other. We have to blend. And that's what's happening with a lot of
0: social media now, which is puts me off, is that we're not, yeah, we're not having these discussions. We're just, like you say, we're throwing stones at each other.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of reasons yeah. why, you know, and do they know it or do they not know why people move to the suburbs? And I'm from the suburbs, really, you know. People move to the suburbs because they get tired or frightened of having to live cheek by jowl with, yeah. with different cultures. So they feel that their culture is being diluted. So they move to the suburbs, so they can join golf clubs or hang around yeah, with right. other like-minded people. Yeah. So they can still use derogatory um, terms from the nineteen seventies. Yeah. You can still use the N word or the P word or the, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. You can still yeah. call Irish people patties if you want. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. that's. And all that. Yeah. So you move to there, and you help perpetuate this sort of ring of fear. Yeah, it man. Slowly but surely strangles yeah. environments. And what is it? It's not love, it's fear. Now, you'll say I'm doing it because I love my family and I want to give my family breathing space and it's all too. Cr- but really, it's so that you can continue not yeah. being challenged. Yeah. Every day that you live in an inner city, you're challenged. You're challenged just visually, you're challenged. Of course you are. Now, yeah. if, you, if you start pulling against it, it's painful. Yeah. Right? And the moment you start thinking along those lines, It's really hard to unthink it. Yeah. Because what you start looking for, your brain starts looking for the stuff to reinforce that opinion. And before you know it, you're trapped. And somewhere down the line, you're other people are praying you're going to have an epiphany <laughs> you know you're going to have a road to Damascus somewhere down the line Yeah. you know what I mean you're going to walk in front of a bus and a, and a, fucking, a gay Muslim is going to fucking pull you back from the bus and save your life uh, that was yeah, the yeah. day <laughs> that was, that I, that was day the day that <laughs> I see the light. Got ballet class darling and here oh, I am today <laughs> in front of you with a nip in the tuck <laughs> oh, man. in my cashmere toga yeah. <laughs> Ipso facto. <laughs> Ta-da. Ta-da. He needed the penis anyway. I wasn't using it.
0: That's, yeah. It's Having, having actual conversations with people outside of Yeah, I think there's a, a point. Media.
1: We were talking about this year, earlier on, and it's, there's a point that I think, um, and it's something that I've been thinking long and hard about, is that the problem with men is that when we get to a certain age, we make a decision and it tends to be as we head over 40. Yeah. We decide we stop receiving information. Yeah. What you said earlier is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, We start transmitting. Yeah. We stop stop receiving and we start transmitting. It's time for you now to hear my wisdom. Yeah. And I'm not willing to listen to anything you've got to say. So we stop becoming teachable. Yeah. And what that what happens then is slowly but surely over a period of time you become an old fucking curmudgeon <laughs> things aren't good enough yeah Things are too small, or too big, or too young, or too stupid, or not standing in the right place, yeah. and then you're a, getting smaller and smaller. And then, and, yeah. and then you yeah. wonder why you have a heart attack or die cancer. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's because of all these things that you've created. Yeah, you're creating the bile that is then going to eat up the inside of you because of your, your expectations. Yeah, yeah, because of your resentment. Yeah, right. You become resentful. Now you quietly become resentful because re- resentments only hurt the person who's got them. The host is only hurt by resentments. Yeah. Not man. the person you're resentful towards. No. They haven't a clue. Have no idea. Because you're yeah. smiling through your gritted teeth at them. <laughs> Meanwhile, your head's going to fucking hit you. <laughs> Are you going? You all right, Michael? Yeah, you're okay. But why are you grinding your teeth in the talcum powder? (laughs) I don't know. It's just this thing I'm going through. (laughs) Yeah, and it's that thing of what is resentments. Somebody said that resentments are like setting yourself on fire and hoping the other person dies of smoke inhalation. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's. But somewhere down the line, I've I have to fight against my inner curmudgeon. Yeah. And I'm in my fifties now, and I've spent ten years. And I can feel it coming up nah, in me. I can the, feel it and I go, oh, here it goes again. And sometimes I let, the, I let the snake out of my mouth. Yeah. And then I've got to try and, A, put it back in again. And I've got to then deal with the, the devastation and the collateral yeah. damage that it's done.
0: Do you worry that you'll get to a point where you go, fuck it, and don't feel that you have to put it back in?
1: Well, I have done that in the past and I will yeah. probably do it in the future. But I, then there's a lot of cleaning up to be done afterwards. Yeah. And I know from evidence of the past that there's a lot of clearing up to be done Yeah, and you know it's painful and it's embarrassing and it's like falling into a big bucket of shite it's really easy <laughs> to fall into the bucket and it's a fucking nightmare to get out of yeah. and it stinks and, and everybody can see it and smell it yeah. and you gotta take it off and you gotta wash it and you gotta take it to the dry cleaners and you gotta do all those things Yeah, there's yeah. that thing yeah. do you wanna be right or do you wanna be happy Yeah, right. right Yeah, and as we get older as men we wanna be right
0: Yeah, and it's, that's why yeah. we're not happy
1: because yeah. we want to be right. And <laughs> the thing about being right is that you get to the point where you're so full of righteous indignation that you ostracize yourself from every environment that you're in. Yeah. Because true, you're taking man. everybody's inventory. You're looking at everybody. He's doing that wrong. Was he dressed like that? What do you call them socks? Oh, my sake of my day. Well, that'll like, well, be Put that, eat with the fork properly. Da 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 it, da 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 living on a mountain of your own making, of your own righteousness. There's only room for one person up there. Right? Yeah. But you get a great view of everybody down in the happy valley, sitting around singing Kumbaya by yeah. the fire, toasting their fucking morrow fucking their their morrow marshmallows. Yeah, but at least you're right, aren't you? Hey? And you're cold. Because you're, yeah. you're taking all your clothes off and told them to go fuck themselves, right? And then but after a while you get so cold and so lonely you've got to come down the mountain and you've got to use humility to go over and say to them Can you move up and you know something to do because they're not a fucking dickhead like you are (laughs) now men have a lot to answer for yeah and I completely agree that everything that's wrong most 100% 99.999% of this world that's wrong with this world is because of of the institutional uh, patriarchy I completely agree with that Yeah. yeah part of the reason I don't get involved in that Facebook backwards and forwards or the Twitter backwards and forwards stuff I have my belief system of course I have you know you can't be from Northern Ireland and not be political (laughs) we we can be a bit too political it's in your blood man so it's it's whether you keep your mouth shut or not but you know I believe in I believe in a personal revolution is what I believe in Mm. I believe in that you are in control of how you go about your world Mm. so you know I think you know having a a background as a stand-up comedian and you being one you know this that our job is to make people happy we go on stage for 20 minutes or a half an hour or an hour or two hours or whatever length of time we're allotted for that ta- that, yeah. that job and our job is to change people from being you know ambivalent to being yeah. ecstatic yeah yeah you know yeah. Uh, we come off feeling brilliant about it and we've got a talent and we've got a um, we've got a power that you know, you do this. I know. I watch you do it, and you and I do it, and we do it together. Is when we go into social situations, be it a cafe where we have just been or yeah. um, in this shop, the person behind the jump, we try and make them laugh. And yeah. Try and bring yeah, a bit of yeah, joy yeah. to their day because somewhere in the back of my head, I know that there's other people who have been ignored them, or been ignorant to them, or tried to bully them into getting them to do what they want them to do, whatever, treating yeah. them like a servant as opposed to just a person. A who's person, yeah. A person serving, them, right? And you know to have that level of empathy means that you you're engaged in your own personal revolution. Yeah. Well, it so, speaks
0: volumes when watching you go through where we were in the in the market in Brixton there, and you were just the just the way you entered the room, and everyone was like, "How you doing? Good to see you." On the way back out, "How you doing?" And there were people coming out of shops like cuckoo clocks, I like, "Hey, you doing? How you doing?" And that speaks volumes about the kind of person you are.
1: But I think it also speaks a... volumes for um, Brixton. Yeah. You know, and there's a part of you know, part of the the worry, obviously, is, um, but that's this is all projection, is that, you know, um, the white middle classes are moving in, the white millennials are moving in, and they don't want to talk to each other. And they're sitting inside in their white goods in their £500,000 um, yeah. bed sits, really pissed off. And, you know, and they're complaining about you know the streets not being clean enough or whatever. And Brixton has a, a special relationship with um, it's it, the people who live here. Yeah, is, there is a collective thought which is everybody looks out for each other? Yeah. Now, I think that's just part of the personal revolution now. So my job isn't to walk around and go, God, it's all going to rack and ruin around here since no. Whitey moved back in. <laughs> you know, it's not that. It's about what can you do today? Yeah. You know how can you? You know, if you meet somebody, are Got all right? How you doing? Yeah. Now, if yeah. I make contact, and say, eye contact and say hello to somebody over here, if they're English and they're from the south of England, they'll go, oh, they won't, make eye, won't keep your eye contact and they'll look thinking you're wanting something off them. Yeah. So they not. don't want to engage with you. Now, where I come from, if I make eye contact with you and you put your head away and don't make eye contact with me in Northern Ireland, I think, what's up with him? Right. Why not send hello? So if I engage with you and you're in Northern Ireland, you say hello back. Yeah. That's you saying, you got nothing to fear from me. Yeah, right. Yeah, right? interesting. So when I came over to um, came over to London, I'd say to people, all right, what about you? People go, oh, God. Oh, yeah. What's he doing? What's he doing? And I go, fucking peg, ignorant bastards. Yeah. All I'm doing is saying hello to them. And they're just terrified of... They're terrified. And well, of yeah. course, then I don't realise that the natural racism towards this accent, this accent is already saying to them, get on the floor, be a fucking hero. <laughs> They're already hearing that, (laughs) you know, because that's all we were told. That's That's all we knew. Yeah. But now there's a whole generation that don't know that. Yeah. That don't recognise that. You know, there's a whole generation that don't have any historical knowledge because the the war in Northern Ireland is part of it has has been consigned to history so far. You know what I mean?
0: Did did, did, when you came over when you were living through that? Did it affect
1: you directly? The troubles. Yes, no, I don't think there's anybody in Northern Ireland who's over a certain age who weren't affected in some way. And I don't mean that we got our house blown up and we had to live in a bomb no. crater. You know, it didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to camouflage my face with a knife between my teeth to go and get a loaf. It wasn't, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the way it's portrayed, the way we hear about of course, it, like everybody was... But, you know, yeah. the, I think that um, the six counties of the north part of Ireland or Northern Ireland or Ulster, whatever the fuck you want to call it, right? Yeah. Uh, Collectively, it's under um, some form of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. So there's a lot of families who have been affected just in how you go about it. Yeah. How you speak to each other. Right. There's no such thing as a simple question. There's no such thing as a simple answer. Right. Everything has some subtext to it. Everything has some information. Yeah. You know, there's information. You know, we're very friendly flip side of that is, we're fucking nosy. (laughs) The Irish are so friendly. They're fucking nosy. I'm going to ask
0: you a question. I actually want to know.
1: Well, we're going to ask you a question. We'll we'll ask questions that seem really innocent, but actually they're just full of information.
0: Right, yeah. And you don't know it
1: because you don't talk like that. No. But we have had to talk like that. Even to the expression of spell Harry has where I come from has so many like a connotation when I was if somebody stopped you in the street and said spell Harry right Right. if you went will you spell Harry H-A sorry (laughs) go again Uh H-A double R-Y yeah so you said H-A double R-Y didn't you yeah right that would mark you out as a Protestant in the old days. Right. If you said H A R R Y, it marked you out as a as a Catholic in those days. Yeah, right. right. I don't know what it's like now. No. Nah. But that would've be fuck. somebody say All Right, mate, spell Harry and you go <laughs> The <laughs> Russia will start playing the clarinet because you know no matter Yeah. You no matter what what way this is gonna go, the yeah. bottom line is that guy wants to lump you anyway. Oh, fuck man.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. I remember talking to you years ago you were telling me about I mean, that was it. We were in a bar, and then you were you had to sit in a certain place to see the door. We yeah, I never sat back to your door. Yeah, I never sat back to the door. It why right, today when you came in, I was like, I'm going to sit this way. Yeah, because it just stuck. It just stuck with me that that I never had to live that life. But also, I was know? talking.
1: But also, I was talking to a mate yesterday who's a Londoner, and she was saying we went into the something somebody eat and she laughingly offered me the seat that was facing out into the room. And I went, fuck, is it that obvious? And she went, yeah, but also, she's all the geezers I've been out with, they all sit all like the that. All the same, yeah, So it doesn't mean, yeah. it's not a nor- just a Northern Irish no, thing. No, you're right. It's, a, it's the sign of somebody who's been in trouble, going to be in trouble, worried there's uh, going to be trouble. Yeah. That's the environment that you're yeah, from. Yeah, you're right, man. So that doesn't yeah. make the fact that I'm from Northern <coughs> Ireland any different, but it just means that there was the propensity for violence yeah. and the opportunity for violence was around, yeah. you know. And also if you took the violence out of Northern Ireland, it was a pretty boring place as well we were funny but we we're funny and violent it was, you know, <laughs> and we're, you know our hu- the humor- sociable yeah sociable that's the thing because I
0: the yeah punching shit out of each other in a garden I'm laughing,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah how <laughs> are you during sure happy hour
1: <laughs> two pounds <a Guinness>. of <laughs> actually yeah both of them are for me <laughs> and an ambulance yeah. for this guy <laughs> and an ambulance for Harry <laughs> so,
0: the 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 irish families that i knew and there was only a couple of them but they were it was it was always come round and but 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 would treat you like one of the family it was like yeah come round have what you are basically the open house so i imagine that was that was was that like what it was like yeah. when you were growing up
1: yeah definitely yeah. but you know and also that you know there was it was that demarcation between the sexes was was a lot more obvious when I was a kid growing up, you know, that the women sort of huddled together with the women and the kids and the men went and did what they wanted. Be it, you know, um, fucking build bonfires or barricades or fucking line ditches with a fucking semi-automatic rifle waiting for the helicopters to go away or whatever men got up to. went fishing, you know. But it was just accepted. It was accepted that men went to the bar uh, just like everywhere else. But it was also, there was a thing that you know, there was a sexual, the, the, the sexual apartheid was very strong, but it was also, you know, the reality was it's a very matriarchal society. Right. You know, the women were in charge. Yeah, absolutely. The women yeah. were completely in charge. Um, and the men were just sort of, you know. They quite enjoyed you fucking
0: off out of the way. Oh, but also, just, yeah, yeah. On
1: getting right from under the feet. But my dad, like, my dad was a submariner. My dad was in submarines oh, right, wow. before he got married in that space between the end of the war and the early 50s and uh, he said in the navy there was if you the expression was something along the lines of if you you can't fuck it you fight it and you can't fuck it or fight it you paint it (laughs) you know what I mean and that was really and that made us laugh made me laugh because inherently men are that simple yeah, you know, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and in a lot of ways, if you feed us and fuck us, we're happy. Yeah. And women, especially working class environments, women know that. Yeah. You know, like my ma ran the house. Yeah. But my dad knew that. Yeah. You know, my dad knew that and was quite happy with that, you know. Yeah, it was always it, ask your mother, ask yeah. your mother. Not so, you, know, yeah. you know, my ma could make a a, a tanner look like a tanner. Yeah, right. An expression where I came from, you know. And she was great. She came from the markets in Belfast, so it was that sort of big family, you know, big working class Catholic family. Yeah, yeah. And then my dad came from a fatherless environment. His dad died when he was young. Right. So and he had a quite a, an overbearing mother. So that was I got to see both sides of it. Yeah. But it was in the world that I grew up in, the women were always very strong. I think one of the things that I struggled with was that. Um, Closing a deal sexually with a woman, or you know, trying to, you know, pulling girls. I yeah, was I was yeah. never good at pulling girls, no, because I knew it was bullshit, and I came from a world where they knew it was bullshit, <laughs> you know. And I was the wee fucking big nosed, big ear, squeaky voice, cheeky wee fucker who wasn't I wasn't the captain of the football team. Yeah, yeah. So when looks mattered. I was down the pecking order, yeah. So I was the funny wee lad, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so you, yeah. So that paid dividends later on. You yeah. Know what I mean? But um, so, but what when I to be funny, got you out of a lot of trouble, and helped you stay up late. Yeah, you of know? course, yeah. Because you're entertaining, you would be dragged out of bed to <laughs> entertain, or you'd be allowed to stay up a wee bit longer because as long yeah. as you didn't. What I learned was and I hope I learned it, was not to be a pain in the arse for too long. Right, right. You know, right. because you be funny. You're welcome. Yeah, you could be funny and be a pain in the arse and then you were sent to bed. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as far as, like, my dad's environment, you know, wee lads, Jesus, who's the You not know? <laughs> that funny thing of, you know, your, your children should be seen and not heard, yeah. or men don't really want a wee lad who's cleverer or quicker than them because it shows how Right, of course. Yeah, you know how sort of stolid their lives have been. You know. Yeah. So you get a lot of that. You have to deal with that sort of slow moving man who's right. really trying to fucking on, and all he really wants to do is talk about the two thirty at Campton and fucking all yeah. that. you know what I mean? Shut up, lad. With you, who's asked <laughs> your fucking opinion? Who's your man in the corner type thing? You know what yeah. I mean? So you were you were damped down the whole lot. Yeah. You know so, you know. I oh
0: yeah, that being brought up with that kind of don't stick your head above the. Yeah, Paris parapet. Sort of thing. Or you were yeah.
1: it was enjoyed, you know, for the entertainment of the women. But yeah. for the men, you know, um, You were just showing off. Showing off we yeah. So you get a clip. But that thing of um, what I find interesting about that, again we're talking about the patriarchy and stuff, is the um, that sense of you know, if you're having children, it's evolution. Your child should be better looking, should be taller, course, should be fitter, yeah. should be clever. Otherwise, you're not doing your job as a parent. No, So really, you should be celebrating that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I had a th- I have, I have always had a thing with my kids, which is that trying to teach them when enough's enough. Mm. To be able to say, yeah. look, this is what that's good is really funny. But if it goes on too long, it becomes tedious and yeah, boring and then yeah, you'll be told yeah, to shut the yeah, fuck up. Yeah. So the shorthand was first time, great. Second time, all right. Third time, enough. <laughs> third time, no. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So is that the, the, the sort of the law of three, even with the law of three within comedy? Of course, know? yes. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But it's that way of sort of passing on what you've learnt, not because if you have wisdom, it's because I've been down that road Yeah. and I know what that road is where that yeah, road leads yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, that road yeah. leads to you being told to go to bed early because you're becoming a pain in the arse. Yeah. So that's why you can't have that extra glass of Coca-Cola at seven o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's not happening. Because you're going to be puriting around it. Go- yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to sit and talk to you about it and explain it to you. So yeah. then the next time I tell you, that's the second time <laughs> I've told you and the third time. And I've said to my kids, you don't want to see this face. Yeah. So why don't we do it do like it this that. way yeah do it this way you know one of the things that I've been consistently most of my life is a dad yeah you know I've been a dad since I was a wee lad yeah 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 you know similar to yourself same you, absolutely you yeah young fathers yeah man and, you know I was a dad from when I was 20 same yeah. and you know so that's weird because like me and you are born the same day yeah. I'm a bit, a bit yeah. older than that's you it. but yeah. you know that you know that thing of your life being measured by you know I was a dad when I was before I was a man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've grew up with my kids, uh, but also that thing of that you didn't have, you tried to have carefree days, but you couldn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, you, no matter what I did, it was a wee bit spicy. In the back of my head, it was that thing of, but you've got a kid. Yeah, man. Yeah. Everybody else is flying their kite and they're, they're yeah. doing that in their 20s. I always had one hand on the ground. Yeah. And just, you've got a kid. Yeah. Whether you yeah. like it or not, you can not see them you can have a bad relationship with the wife you, you know, she can be your ex you maybe never had a relationship with her but you've still got a kid yeah. you can't have an yeah. ex-kid no right like my dad, the day that my eldest was born my dad, I was just in that sort of washing machine head that didn't know what really yeah, was going on right, yeah. it just had happened <laughs> <laughs> it's happened <laughs> it's, you know and saying to my dad holding this wee, beautiful wee baby boy in my hat, in my arms and my dad I said, New Year's Day I send him wow. what do you think? And my dad looked at me went, hey, toothpaste out of the tube now son. Don't <laughs> be pushing up. You not be pushing that back in again. <laughs> had to get on with it. Yeah, that's it. And that was the whole like I can pontificate to you. I can transmit to you. I can browbeat you as much as I want and you're not, you're not frigging listening, or you can choose not to listen. Yeah. But then life happens. Yeah, man. Now, if you don't listen, and then life slaps you upside of the head, what do you want me to do about it now? Yeah. I'm not Doctor Who. I'm not a fucking time traveller. <laughs> it's done. We can't let's go it. back. No, let's see it. it is what it is. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the mundane men's club. Yeah. Where you're not doing this. Yeah. Now, if you were clever... You could be doing this in ten years' time and you'd be really looking forward to doing this and it would be a great life and you've you've yeah. set out your stall and you get yourself ready for this. But but now this has happened to you yeah. 10, 15, 20 years too early. You've got to get on with it, man. That's it, yeah. I'm and it was sorry and That's that you've Exactly what it with.
0: was as well. It was just you're doing this now.
1: Yeah. And you just did it. And it was fear, you know? Yeah. So, you know, we talk about love and fear, you know that you know, fear has been around in my life a lot yeah. you know the, you know growing up in a housing estate gives it has its own fears of you course, know what I mean yeah uh, growing up within the the troubles in Northern Ireland brings its own fears you know growing up you know and then you know not getting the education that you should have got yeah brings yeah. its own fears you know not being a fucking I've got no I haven't done it. I haven't got anything. No. I haven't got no qualifications. Fuck, I'm getting into, you know, yeah. getting into a gunfight with a butter knife, you know, type <laughs> thing.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. You know? I think that's where I got in the last couple of years, kind of. I've never, I was never very academic. And it's only been the last couple of years where I've started being a bit more open to learning. Yeah. Kind of going, well, I, I, instead of going, oh, I don't know anything about that, Go well, well, go and
1: fucking look it up. But also, men don't say I don't know anything about that.
0: Unless no. it, unless
1: they're giving evidence to the police, yeah, you know, men tend not to say I don't know, and one of the biggest um, the biggest bits of fucking freedom you can get is actually saying I don't know, yeah, and stopping the car and going, excuse me, mate, I'm lost, yeah, can you help but that, me with that but that but that we voice inside
0: your it. head going, don't do it, yeah, you 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 that's that's you're being. It's feminine to do that. That's yeah, it's, a fucking, you're, you know, but also that, yeah, it's a sign
1: that you're a loser. It's a sign that you're yeah. a mark. It's, it, you're not a leader of the pack. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. You're, you're, you're going to be cast out. You're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a wounded gazelle type thing. Yeah, you know exactly I mean? that. So all of those things that men have been, you know, the patriarchy has taught the men within this situation, you know, you need to step up. Yes. Or you're just going to be a grunt. You're gonna be a soldier, you're not gonna be you're not officer material, you're not gonna be at the front of the queue. We need to get up we need to get up early and get the get our tiles on the fucking deck chairs first in the in the in the great fucking summer holiday of life. Yeah. You know, you need to get to the front. You know, you were born into the lucky world, you know, and we are we're born into we're the lucky ones. Yeah. We really are. Now what do you do with that? Do you hold it and in, in an avaricious way and people go nobody's touching my look at my beauty it's mine it's <laughs> mine like a scrumpled up man and with oh, yeah. a golem or whatever you know that's, that's, it. Yeah. that's it can be like that or you can have a, a humility towards it and go how blessed am I yeah so on a daily basis when you go out the private revolution the personal revolution when you see somebody you say hello if you can help somebody you help people yeah man you know and if you can do a good deed, then do it. Yeah. But don't do it as a way of being able to boast about it later. No. Do it for no. what it is. Do and it even, for doing it, yeah. You can do it without boasting about it or even yeah. telling anybody about it. That's even better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And those are great things that because there's something about that that goes, I feel, when I do something nice for other people, like, before I met you today, before I left the house, my wife's upstairs writing up in the attic. Yeah. Right? I made her... Um, I made her a wee sandwich and a cup of tea and brought it up to her and surprised her with it. And, you know, that made her happy. And made nice. her, she didn't have to come all the way downstairs to get herself a cup of coffee and a, and a sandwich. I brought it up yeah. to her and said, I'm away. I got a kiss and went out the door. There's a part of me going, that was good. It's like, get up in the morning, make your bed. Yes. You know, just get up and do something that's positive yeah. right from the very start.
0: Yeah, man. You oh, know? wow. And just
1: yeah. do a little bit of that and just a little bit of kindness. And you've got an opportunity to be kind take it yeah because you don't know what that's happened that's going to do for the other person yeah you're right actually what it does is for you yeah it does it for you too so there's a beautiful selfishness to it that (laughs) if i'm if i can make you smile that's making me smile that's feeding my ego in the right way yeah
0: yeah that's so important the right way yeah like you say because usually a lot of time when you hear the word ego you you feel it, it's like a negative yeah. thing where it's not it's not always is it it's just no. you know, we all need that kind of energy that.
1: and also that thing of you know its there's an addictive quality to power you know and we've all got a level of power in our life that yeah. we can you know and you know if I if I get off on screwing you down you know it's that thing where the bully becomes the bully yes and the worry Of way life is going now yeah is you know what are we going to do with this new power what are the the people who this power should be turned over to yeah yeah you know the disenfranchised the the sisters the um everybody concerned who haven't had power in the past yeah if we're going to evenly give out the power what are we going to do with it yeah of course you know yeah when you've got if you're going to be if all of that thing is done from a period from a perspective of love what are we going to do with that love? Yeah. How are we going to give it out? You know? Yeah, absolutely. And there's, you know, the for the state that the world's in at the moment, you know, you, you know, look at the, like Calais and, you know, what's going on in Syria and what's going on in Africa and what's going off and um, going on sweatshops around the world. And, you know, the, the way that we're being, um, ostracized from each other yes. emotionally, you know, um, History repeats itself. It does feel like, you know, it does feel like Europe in the 1930s. Oh, man. It does have yeah. a feeling of that repeating itself. And it, but it's all fear-based. I can't make that stop. No. But I can, certainly in my everyday environment.
0: Yeah, the tiny revolutions. Your t- personal, personal, personal revolutions, revolutions yeah.
1: yeah. It's just, you know, see somebody and just be kind. Make an eye contact yeah, and man. say, hello, how are you? Yeah. You know? And if you can give somebody a quid, give somebody a friggin' quid. And I would tell, God, I don't want to give him because he's a junkie. Give him a fucking quid, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honest to God. Yeah. Honest to God. He's not lying <laughs> Another clever junkie wins. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, By the sweat on my shoes. <laughs> I got one over on you, yeah. Mr. First Worlder. <laughs> unbelievable uh, give him a fucking give him a quid. quid dry you your mate. eyes and give him a fucking <laughs> quid man honest to god it'll make you feel a lot better absolutely man you know yeah I mean. yeah oh and god he, he it's might...
0: nice to hear someone else say it because that that the all the time going oh no Lord, no, Steve Hughes had that great bit about oh no no give it to give the money to us and we'll make sure they get
1: it and it's not going to get to them is it it's too busy going into their pockets but just give the fucking well, administration, quid, even if the, you know every charity has administration costs but you know uh so that's and my job is not to hear is to poo poo one over the other, you know, and we we can very easily say, you know, that charity shit because these guys are doing that and those guys are doing that, yeah. so therefore I'm not giving to them, and ultimately, you know, it's like saying that religion shit because they do this and because they do that, ultimately you're looking for a reason to hate, and it's because you're frightened, yeah, because you're frightened that there's some part of your status. Deep down inside, you don't like you. Of course, yeah. And the reason you don't like you is because you haven't went into yourself enough to care about yourself enough. Yeah. If you care about yourself enough on a daily basis, you're going to have that level of empathy for your fellow man. Yeah. Man. Now, if you don't have that, everybody else is taking something from you. Yeah. And why is that? Because you're reading the newspapers you're watching the tv programs yeah, you're you're going to the um, the facebook and the twitter feeds you're retweeting stuff yeah. or you're you're hitting like or fast forward or forwarding all this stuff yeah that says yes it's all shit look and that's not me it's them <laughs> it's not me it's yeah. the, it's them right pressing the button and thinking you're being political you know all of that it's just getting us away from the main fucking, the main problems. Yeah. The main problem is if we cared about each other a bit more, we would fucking, we would back up the NHS all the way. Of course, yeah. You know, Yeah. if we cared about each other, we would be demanding more social fucking, um, social housing. Yeah. If we cared more, we would be giving a fuck about the immigration. Yeah, in instead of some time.
0: online petition. Yeah, it just, and yeah. also
1: that giving a, giving a damn about other human beings. We're all God's children. Yeah. You're nobody, nobody's above me and nobody's below me. No. And that's, you know, I was brought up with that working class social, socialist values that were put into me by my dad. Yeah, right. And my mother. And they weren't browbeating it into me. We weren't having our chips on socialist worker newspaper. It wasn't that. (laughs) It wasn't that. Yeah. It was just, you know what's right and you know what's wrong.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, you're right. Honest to God, you don't need a fucking manifesto to tell you what's right and wrong. No. So these dumbass, yeah. stop this, and but if you start looking at the system, you can see the system's flawed. The system's flawed is because men, inherently, it's men are frightened that they're going to lose their power. Yes. Yeah. You know, and do you know something? We all lose our power. Yeah. The hose doesn't fucking shoot the water across the fucking <laughs> st- across the garden as far as it used to. No. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. does. That's what life's all about. Otherwise, we'd all live. We'll yeah. all live forever, so there is, there <laughs> is, is final, a cycle of yeah. life. There is that, you know, there is that thing that Billy Connolly said the other night. Did you? I don't even seen that documentary. No, I see no. Two part documentary on Billy Connolly, and it was beautiful, and it really got to me because I grew up with Billy Connolly. You know, he yeah, was yeah. the first. He was the first original. He was sort of like my punk. Yeah. Up, oh, he's my comedian. Yeah. Not Frank Carson. Not. You know, but well, it was getting
0: yeah, amongst all that, yeah. Well, it, was it was the story first telling, real. it was, yeah. was storytelling.
1: He was, this, he was like the funny guy from the house housing estate, for as far as I was concerned. You know, your aspirations to be like that, you know. Um, but he said this thing about, um, it's Parkinson's he's got, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, the irony of him being discovered on Parkinson's and end up with Parkinson's, <laughs> like, um, that he he how he deals with having it is he realizes that for him. It's like he's going over a hill to another place and he needs to get rid of all these things to make his journey lighter. Yeah, right. So when he can't play the guitar properly, it's something he may have to lay down. So he's laying down yeah. all these things to make ready for the new journey. Because the new journey's not gonna need those things. Right, yeah. These are worldly things. Wow and he's going somewhere else. Yeah. And to to put an adventurous a spiritually adventurous slant on what his disease is. I thought was um, such a beautiful way of going about yeah. it. Um, and if and when these things happen to me, I hope to have um, that level of acceptance around it. You yeah,
0: know? that kind of, that spirituality, sort of yeah. that, yeah, that, I think that a, oneness, with like, yeah, acceptance. And, yeah,
1: acceptance is a big yeah. thing. I think acceptance in this world is a big thing. You know, um, to accept what your lot is and to accept that you have a part to play instead of having Expectations over it, yeah. You know, if we have expectations, it's based on your ego. It's you going, well. I should be. You should be thinking this way. You should be doing this for me. I did that for you, so therefore you should be doing that for me. Yeah. I have expectations ah, yes. within this relationship, you know, uh, within our loving relationship. I've done yeah. that for you, so you should be doing that for me. About, which is
0: the which is where I've got problems with because I go I, I'm to that point. I'm like, well, I've 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 been to counselling and I've had therapy and I've. I've dealt with my demons and so now my relationship should be this sort of way so I have these expectations
1: of the other people yeah but also that's like you saying that this therapy was so good that it completely cured me of life (laughs) that I don't have to have I don't have to have my life is just gonna that's medication yeah you're saying that I've been given loads of nice drugs and I don't have to think anymore I see it yeah I don't have to engage in life anymore you know and we're all work in progress and if we and we're all human, so we're always going to fuck it up, and we're always going to open our eyes. We're always going to be standing up. We should be sitting down. We're always should be. We're always going to be talking. We should be listening. Yeah, yeah. We don't do it all the time, because we're not that stupid or no. we're not that medicated. But but you like
0: know, you said, it's understanding that we're like you say, human beings, yeah. and
1: we fuck, we fuck up and have yeah. some acceptance. Yeah, just have some acceptance of stuff, and I think that's the struggle. That's the struggle. You know the way that the state of our lives, that what we're aiming for is a childlike acceptance. Yeah. You know? Yes. So I see it with my children as they're getting older, their acceptance goes away and expectations take over. Because yeah, right. There's a tipping point. But there's a bit when, like, my daughter's still in that world now where, yeah, things are not right yeah. and she wants them to be a certain way, but she also has a bigger acceptance level. And my son, who's... Now a teenager he's now trying to balance his acceptance over his expectations right right, you know? right, yeah and he'll go through the next sort of 10 years really trying to engineer those into his way of thinking yeah which would be his path you know Got you. and it'll be yeah. his trajectory and it's really interesting watching that and as my body you know lets me down and my brain hopefully frees me up yeah. because i'm i'm willing to be teachable remain teachable yeah Instead of being that curmudgeon, yeah, which is so important, yeah, like say being open, just listening to people, yeah. you know, listening to people, you know, and just being willing to engage. So if you saying hello to somebody in the street, the what you're getting back is a lovely bit of wisdom or is a lovely bit of humanity back. Yeah, I was walking along the street here to the other day, and I'd been over to chemist and I came walking back. As I'm walking along the street, I've got these tablets I've got to take, and I'm like, fuck. I'm mad, I'm of tablets. <laughs> when you start getting into tablets yeah <laughs> and just fucking all of a sudden i'm going home down the wormhole of it's all the decay and the death and if it's all coming it's going to be ours cancer and death and, <laughs> and this rasta came walking along the street towards me and he had he looked like gregory isaacs he looked amazing he had a long black leather oh, wow. coat, and he had a black shirt and he had a black um like a, a boot lace type tie and he did dreads and he was wearing like a it was like a like a big bowler hat but it was a fur bowler hat wow he looked amazing really spectacular yeah. yeah really spectacular really beautifully and he's wearing this long black coat that had a little bit of silver around it and he looked amazing and i went as we approached each other i just started smiling and he looked at me and i went rasta man you look <laughs> look beautiful can i just say you look really amazing I, he says thank you and he, he put his fist up and we touched fists to yeah. and I thought he looked brilliant mate I just wow say he look brilliant and he said thank you I mean no seriously and you felt energised yeah and he went um, he said to me I'm going to um, say goodbye to my brother I'm burying, I'm burying a brother I don't know if he meant his brother or, or a, brother a brother or yeah. a brother or whatever whatever the relationship was whether it's blood or not and uh, he said I'm going to said, well you're representing beautifully well, Here's yeah. me, um, I'll say a prayer for him and yeah, help, help him with his journey, and he says, "Yeah, thank you, thank you, brother." Wow, and then man. Fist and went off, and I went mean, into my house, and he went off to the funeral, and that was a bit of interaction that wouldn't have happened if I had put my head down of course, and not made yeah. eye contact, and that was a beautiful bit of yeah. life, you know. And I, I could sit here and tell you more and more and more, not because I'm such an amazing person. No,
0: it's about the, well, this little moment of little moments. Just sometimes look up. And also the joy yeah. of
1: the joy of doing what we do for a living. You know, I'm yeah. an actor now more than I'm a stand up. I haven't done stand up in a long time. But, you know, that engaging with other people yeah. as part of your of your job. It fires me up. That, yeah. Yeah. And that's you know, we'll go back to talking about you as a comper and you as an act and even knowing you before you're an act, you're really personable. You give a damn about other people. I can tell it about you. Yeah. That's one of your main qualities. And when you're on stage you give over that we're all having a laugh let's all have a laugh together chill out mate it's all cool and everybody goes "Ah, (laughs) good I the big hairy bear going to take us on a journey (laughs) We're going to be alright and if if it all goes to shit we get a cuddle later
0: on oh man did you feel like growing up like you've talked you've talked about when you were a kid did you was there pressure to be a man a real man you know like
1: No. Not for my dad. No. My dad was um, was a man in the... My dad was quite... My dad called himself a gregarious loner, which was a quite a, yeah. I mean, a lovely way to describe it. My dad was a, a Wichita lineman. He climbed, yeah, right. uh, He went up your telegraph poles and um, put your line yeah, in for Yeah, of course, you. He man. A, he was a, a county-down lineman. Wow. You know? And uh, he worked for the post office. and So he was on his own a lot, or was him... Uh, or his partner who died, Jody Barrett. They used to go out in the vans together. Right? Yeah. And so we would go out and he would go to farms and put their land th- lions in for him or houses out in the countryside. But my dad would never... my dad was never interested in going to the pub. No. He was he was never interested in that side of um of the masculine or the yeah. geezers. He wasn't a geezer man. We never had mates coming around the house. He never had mates coming around the house rather no. he sat in the house he read his books. All those things that he was interested in were all non-competitive. Um, right. So he was into fishing. He was into um, shooting. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was into photography. He was into those, gardening. He, all those things that and they took up a lot. And he wrote. He wrote yeah, a lot. Yeah. Right. He was always writing this. He, his book, I called it "The Child That Never Leaves Home," because it was <laughs> he was never going to publish it. He was always he was always writing it. Yeah. Um, and he got a lot of joy out of it and it was his like his own philosophy and so my dad would say things like I don't give a shit." who won the 230 from Kempton yeah I'm not standing in a bar talking car parts with another bloke <laughs> you know and yeah you know, and, and talking about he, talk, he says w- talking about women as inanimate objects and talking about inanimate objects that you love as if they're women yeah of course like she's she's a bit of a beast on the corners but she gives a great torque and <laughs> love great handling she has oh only come out of the house and it give me a, it give me dogs abuse type thing and he always yeah. drew attention to that. So my dad was always quite critical of this a certain type of man that yeah. um, that run with the pack that were in his eyes were dangerous.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was. Just, I had my dad was very much like that. Like women had their place in the home and they did they like for of a better word chauvinist. He was still a caring man. But there was still that, you know, women were they're indoors and they did the they did the cleaning and they did this and then the man went out to work. Even yeah. though my mom had a job, worked nights, there was still that. But I never had that. I was never it wasn't in the sport. It was music was always around, so I had that more. It was a bit more chilled out. But yeah. the, the the masculine elements were more from outside. Yeah, definitely same as yeah. us as
1: well. Same as us too. My dad was I wouldn't say my, my dad wouldn't say he was a, a misogynist in any way, but he. He still he was he would never make himself a cup of tea. No. My mum made made him a cup of tea. Um and it was what was celebrated was Mada's um Christmas stuffing for the turkey. Yeah, right
0: <laughs> Yeah, there's always that like, oh Dad's Which, making a curry on oh, Friday.
1: <laughs> that's Christmas, my dad's gonna do the stuffing. Yeah <laughs> like once a year. Yeah. Like once yeah, a year. yeah, that was it. Um But that's not to say he you know, he was he was always curious and I think I've still got I got that from him. My dad was always curious about the difference between men and women, how men yeah. view things, how women view things. So that was always up for debate. Yeah. And and also he was married to my mother. And my mother was a lioness. Right. She was fierce. Yeah. And very loving and very fierce. You wouldn't you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of Alice. No, no. But um and she was quick. She was inner city, her, her sense of humour was very inner city right. when I was from inner city Belfast. And one of the most beautiful things, I remember I was over doing a thing, both my parents have passed on now, and I was staying in this hotel, or this B&B called the Ray Ann House. If you ever in Northern Ireland near, near Hollywood, go and stay in the Ray Ann House. Right. It's the only five-star B&B in the whole of Ireland. <laughs> they, do a, they do the Titanic uh, menu. Okay. <laughs> and so on, they do the menu uh, from the Titanic. Wow. But also the husband and wife team that run it, impeccable food. Yeah. The, the award-winning, the breakfasts are just unbelievable. I've never yeah, seen a right. breakfast like it. It's three, four pages long. You can choose from oh, your wow. breakfasts. And, yeah. Uh, so I stayed there and I'm walking along, it's on the main road, which is along the back road, near a Hollywood golf club, or um, Rory McIlroy country, right? So it's quite detached house, okay. um, posh houses, Yeah. Right? And I used to do my paper round along there when I was a kid. So I'm walking into Hollywood one morning and um, to have a coffee and reminiscing. Both my parents are dead. I'm walking along that street, this road, the main road, and I'm remembering all the, th- the little things that I have, you know, going back. I haven't been home for 35 years. So everything's like a little memory. Yep. I'll get a smell and, I'll, and I'll a certain place. And I passed this house um, that my mother used to clean in, she was a cleaner. And I was a wee kid, and I remember did you go with her a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. And this house had an orchard in the front garden, and I climbed. I remember, climbed one of the trees and took one of the apples. And the woman came out and she ripped me a new one. Right. And I remember walk every time I've walked past that house, no. I always have that memory. <laughs> and I'd been about six or seven, and I remember my ma being mortified, and uh, not pretending to have a go at me and tell me off, but actually she was.
0: Yeah, annoying yeah. this
1: woman but it was her job she was the cleaner yeah Da-da-da. yeah anyway fucking middle class <laughs> anyway um i'm at that here's the god's honest truth i'm at that point looking at that house having that memory and i looked and as i said i've been away from home a long time so you see faces of i see old hollywood faces right and i go i know you but i don't know your name or whatever right <laughs> And this guy come walking towards me. He's said, oh, Michael, how you doing? You over for a wee while? And here's me, I'm over, I'm doing a TV show. He says, oh, good to see you. It's good. always good to see you on the TV. He said, I work with your mother down in the, the ordinance. My mum's was a stitcher in the ordinance right, depot. Right, right, right. Uh, he said, I work, work with Alice down in the remy there in the ordnance depot. He he says, aye, your mother? Great woman, great woman. I said, oh, thanks very much. He says, aye. He says, "I, Alice, word mechanic. She was a word mechanic. And he walked off. And I just heard word mechanic. And yeah. I just thought, what a beautiful... That sums up Northern Ireland to me. It sums up that, you know, that... You're not having a massive vocabulary, but using the least amount yeah. of words to get across, to paint the biggest picture. Yeah. To call my mother a word mechanic. Beautiful. And a man of a certain age who would have... What he's basically saying was, you wouldn't get the better of her. No. And she was quick, and she was quicker than the man. Yeah. If I can say that to you now... You know what I mean? And there's me Amazing. thinking about my ma and this guy comes round the corner and gives yeah. me the best homage <laughs> to my mother and then walks on. And it really it choked me because there was something... Oh, I'm getting upset now. Oh, There was something really quite spiritual about it because I'm thinking about them and, and as I'm thinking about her, I believe when people die or they pass on, if you talk about them you call them back and because I was thinking about her, yeah. and then he came round the corner and just walked in and told me something beautiful with my mother yeah. it was like it was what a God given thing it was a God given thing beautiful it was like I was being blessed to have those thoughts yeah at that moment
0: yeah 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 you know it was a blessing you open it to like, it yeah. my
1: God went to me there you go there you, you go, go, miss mate. your man dad and you love yeah. your man dad here's a lovely wee, little gift for you here's a wee gift for you Beautiful. And that's why I'm telling that story. And that whatever tears I have now are not of sadness. They're just because I'm a sentimental fart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but that's beautiful. And the more you're right? away from home, the more sentimental you you become. And the older you get, the more sentimental you become. And all those things are lovely. Yeah. All those things are lovely. It's not a fear of death. It's not a fear of what you're losing out on. It's actually, you become, I become less emotionally eloquent. Yeah. And I become more emotional. Right. You know? Yeah. And, you know, that... For that bloke who was from my part of Hollywood... Yeah. He was from... He, the reason he was walking out the back road is because he was from one of the housing estates. Yeah, he was right, from White right. City, he was from Redburn or we're knocking a Gunny or whatever. But he knew my ma, so he was old Hollywood. Yeah. And for him to say that really told me of that's what I love about... And you say when you... What was it about home that you you know what it is that it defines where you're from is that is that yeah your man word mechanic oh man boom yeah bang bang and off he just gave me a one two and he yeah. off he walked and he out. didn't even know he didn't even know oh, and that's man. the beauty of it that's, yeah and you know that the joy of communication again he could have just nodded yeah walked man on, and then, you know he didn't he he stopped and we communicated and I got that from that. Just yeah. like the Rasta story. Just yeah, like the man. Constant, why we should constantly be talking to each other. Be And open. Constantly en- enjoying each other's uh, company. Yeah. And the more we enjoy each other and the, m- the more humility we get, the more humility we get, the more understanding, the more love we have for each yeah, other. Man. The less we're in fear, the this less is, we're frightened. Oh, yes. The more we're able to change, the more we're, hopefully we'll be able to change what th- this world will come. Yeah, man. And that's... Yeah, uh, this is
0: why What's I wanted to have these conversations. Because of that. I, I, I believe what well, everything you're saying, I believe it. And I'm like, rather than, like you say, we're shouting at each other and throwing stones at each other, let's huddle and let's have a chat. It's, it's you know, fair.
1: You know, some people don't want to be touched. Some people don't want to be, you know, people nah. don't want
0: to change. Some people just want to be angry.
1: Well, they just want, they don't want to change. Yeah. It's too much like hard work. Yeah. You know, well, I've got to change what, these clothes aren't my clothes I've got to go and get some whole new wardrobe yeah. um, this isn't my house oh, I've got to change the whole thing oh, I don't got to change the whole fucking thing Yeah. you're telling me everything I or everything you tell me so it's telling me that everything I've stood up for is a lie yeah so I've got to change everything yeah I'm sorry but yeah. you have to you know women yeah. aren't bitches they're not hoes no nah. you know they're not fucking third world citizens yeah they're yeah not. yeah we're all God's children. Yeah, So we man. should divvy it up the right way. Yeah. Oh, but it's going to take hundreds of years, I know. So let's start eating the fucking elephant. <laughs>
0: That's it. Yeah, you got, like you said before, you've got to eat it.
1: If there's an elephant in the room. You've got to eat the elephant. Yeah. So just decide where, how it's going to be. Tail, trunk, <laughs> knuckles, go. Yeah, but you've got to do it. You've got to do it. Eat yeah, man. Dry your eyes and eat the elephant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's beautiful, man. Beautiful. Thanks, man. Let's have a where we're at. Yeah, man. Amazing.
1: Is that done? Yeah. Michael.
0: Love you man. you, man. Love <laughs> you, too, man. Oh, that
1: was beautiful. I'm oh, sorry getting a wee bit of motion. Man, no, no, wonderful, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Insane in the membrane.
0: God bless you, Michael Smiley. My God, that was a good chat. I really enjoyed that one. Um, the world is a better place knowing that he's in it, isn't it? Isn't it? Of course it is. Um if you want to check out Michael Smiley you can find him on Twitter at Michael Smiley you can also uh, have a look Google him and find out some, find some of the amazing movies that he's been in and TV shows he's absolutely brilliant and everything I absolutely love him um, a quick favour while I've got you while you're listening here um, wherever you listen to your podcast I don't know where that is it could be anywhere You know, but, you know, like iTunes and things like that, if you're doing it that way, if you could leave us, if you could subscribe and leave us a comment or a rating, uh, that would be fantastic because it pushes us up the charts and it gets us noticed, you know, and then it gets people listening and we get more followers and then it, it becomes a thing. Um, so if you could do that that would be fantastic because every single bit of feedback helps tell your friends to check out this and other great episodes like my chat with Rob Beckett this TV is your job. first big TV first job
1: TV also I've only been, I've never even done a school play <laughs> I did some open <laughs> mic
0: gigs did Edinburgh Fringe got
1: on somehow got on the telly and now I'm just
0: yeah. on the telly <laughs> On my own? No idea what I'm and, doing. And you're the other side of the world I as even well. Have a
1: laptop. I had to buy a laptop
0: for it. <laughs> yeah, Can they you? <laughs> and I'm in the other side of the world in the jungle doing yeah. nights. <laughs> following <Adam> and Beck. <laughs> once again a huge thank you to Zen on Gaku for the music, to Paul Daniels at Dark Horse Digital for all the gubbins that goes on behind the scenes. And to Jade Adams, once again, for the inspiration. Yay, that's me! <laughs> Uh, take care, guys. Keep listening. Look after each other. Peace out.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production.